figure, she stops playing with all the other boys. And as she gets ready to squirt and to blast, she'll squeal with pleasure and fluids will spill. As she listens to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast with my dudes Will the Thrill and Joe Static. And now, Will the Thrill and Joe Static and the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. As you heard from the great Joel Gertner, I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your co-host, Joe Static. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you are listening, please write a review. It really helps us out, whether it be on iTunes, Podbean. Please write us a review. And if you do, we will post that review both on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow us there at SQD Circle AFP. And coming soon, we will be launching our weekly YouTube live streams, the Wrestling Figure Roundtable at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Joe, how is it going? I also want to just say we are in the thick of San Diego Comic Con. This is the season, and boy, it's been a doozy, as I like to say. Yeah, man. I'm pretty amped up this week. Anytime there's Toy Fair, San Diego Comic-Con, WrestleMania access, anytime we get the opportunity to see some new reveals, see some new product that's going to be hitting the shelves, that I'm going to have to be fighting with people in the aisles for, that I'm going to get one per case, that you know I'm not going to be able to find them. It amps me up in a way, I, I got to say. Oh, it either amps you up or puts you in the loony <laughs> bin, my friend. I mean, Jesus, I love the announcements. Don't get me wrong. I think the announcements is really where it all starts. But what coincides with the announcements, like you were just speaking about, is the actual in-store releases. And boy, this week I've just been, I've been like running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I swear to God, bro. <laughs> if you went hunting in the store with a blindfold it's like almost the same thing yeah i kind of feel like either jake the snake or rick the model martell in that mask match i don't know whatever the hell that (laughs) i love that match i love that match too it's so funny you knew they could see each other but it's like being in the store right hunting for figs you could see everything but you still got the goddamn mask on because you don't know what to expect (laughs) exactly regardless of all that it's a fun season We do this for the joy of it. We do this because it's our hobby. We have fun. We are collectors. This is what we do. So before we get into the thick of things, I just did want to briefly mention we have some great followers out there, Twitter, on Instagram. And I wanted to give a shout out to two people that have been huge supporters of the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast since day one. My buddy Ed at my hobby is better than yours. Man, he really hooked me up with a unpunched Masters of the WWE Universe Coffee Kingston perfect card. So I want to thank him for that. Shout out to Ed at my hobby is better than yours on Instagram. And a guy that really loves to participate in a lot of the posts on Instagram and has really intuitive conversations there. I got to give a shout out to at Fig Daddy Cool, baby. Yeah, love his 
comments on the Instagram page. So just wanted to give a shout out to those two dudes because, man, they've been huge supporters. They really like what we're doing. And we really appreciate the positive feedback. Yeah, man, that's great. Any supporter of us, you know, that, that that's awesome to hear. It makes me happy that people are listening to the show. You know, we put a lot of work into the show each week and it's fun that people like to hear our perspectives on everything, especially in the wrestling figure community. Well, I think we do it right, Joe. We're no nonsense. We tell you like we think it is. We give pretty good opinions. We're very constructive. And that's what we want to do with this podcast. And we want to have fun while doing that. So I'm so happy that everybody that's reviewed the podcast, everybody that's participating on our social media platforms is enjoying it. And that's all we could ask for at this point. So thank you so much, guys. Getting into the thick of things, we do have a couple of topics or a couple of announcements that came out over the course of the week that we do want to discuss. There's a lot of them, but we're sticking to the topics that we think are most intriguing right now. One being Super 7 announced a deal with a lot of independent wrestlers. And when I classify them as or define them as quote unquote independent I'm talking about wrestlers that may or may not be signed under a contract or are signed with a promotion that doesn't currently have a toy or figure license. They signed the major wrestling figure podcast duo of Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. And on the end of the major wrestling figure podcast announcement, the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson also stated that they signed with Super 7. I'm excited. I don't know, Joe. I don't know if this line is going to be major wrestling figure podcast focus or if this is going to be some sort of a greater extension of like the figures toy company Rising Stars line or something like that. Yeah, well, it's hard to say right now because if you look at the announcement, you get Brian Myers, you get Matt Cardona, and I think Super 7's looking at it as far as their other figures, how fast they sell on ringside, you know, the three sets they put out, the belts, their merch in general goes pretty damn quick. And in large quantities, you know, they upped the quantity to five, a thousand for the belts and they're gone. So I think that played a part into Super 7 putting their ultimate, you know, elite style figures out and their independent wrestlers as of right now. So you look over to the Good Brothers and they're kind of associated with the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. So I see what you're saying as far as that goes, you know, is it going to be people associated with the podcast or is it going to be like you mentioned like a figures toy company, like an independent wrestling contract where you can put a figure out, say you're on impact, say you're in AEW. I don't know how, how that works with their figures. If, if they go to that promotion, if they could still put out something with super seven, but yeah, it's a little up in the air right now, but as far as the four that are released, I'd say they're more like a major wrestling figure pod kind of related. They are major wrestling figure podcast related. We don't have all the information right now. So I'm very intrigued to find out Yes. Can they sign different legends? Can they sign different independent talent? Like you said, that isn't currently under contract with a wrestling promotion that has a toy license. Again, like you said, anyone from Impact. I mean, geez, I would love to see a Dreamer made or a Moose made or any one of these great wrestlers on there. I mean, Motor City Machine Guns just came back. So I think the possibilities could be endless there. I mean, I was even thinking, could we possibly see an Owen Hart? 
If that's the oh, case, man. they have Andre the Giant. Yeah, right? and Owen Hart would be, oh my God, that'd be fantastic. Is this the way that we finally get an Owen Hart figure made? It's definitely a possibility, I'd say. You would have to throw it out there. If they really reach for the stars, it could be a huge deal with them. And getting away from, again, being fanboys, distinct possibility. Maybe under the dark side of the ring banner. You know, I love the idea and I would absolutely love to see an Owen Hart figure in any form or fashion. And moving more to the style figure, dude, Super 7's Ultimates, whether they be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Toxic Crusader, wrestling figures, they are ultimate. Yeah, Super 7 has really stepped up their game. Super 7, to me, has always had great product. The uh, licenses they have, the figures they put out, the product they put out, it's always been pretty stellar stuff. So, you know, once they announced like the New Japan line, which I'm still waiting to see, and uh, now that they have the major pod, and like, like you said, you know, Toxic Crusader, a couple of the other ones, I mean, their product's pretty phenomenal. So to jump into wrestling, to potentially get an Owen Hart, maybe get a great Muda, something crazy, I'm all for it. I'm all for it too, Joe. I think there's a lot of possibilities and I'm happy to hear of the signings. Spans their wrestling uh, portfolio, which is amazing. So moving on a little bit, I know you're a big fan of this and we got a little news from an independent guy because I think the community, the people in the community are doing some of the best work when it comes to belts, accessories, customizing. So we want to give a shout out to Wrestling Figure Workshop because this dude makes some incredible Hasbro WWF titles for your Hasbro WWF collection. And now he just announced that he will be introducing Galoob WCW belts as well. And I have a couple, you have a couple. They're amazing. The quality of Wrestling Figure Workshop's titles like, is awesome, man. They come in the little envelope, I mean, the little baggies, and you take them out. I mean, they're nice quality titles for your figures. So when you put them on your Hasbros, they're great, man. I mean, the, you know, they did the uh, purple, you know, like the lavender heavyweight title and the intercontinental title, yellow version, you know, they have all the classic titles. What I'm really excited about, I was excited about those, but what I'm really excited about now is they're doing the WCW figures from the 90s they're going to be releasing the heavyweight title which is one of my favorite titles of all time wcw heavyweight title and the wcw tag team titles that's going to be wave one which they have shown the heavyweight title on the stingaloob and the uh wcw tag titles on the steiner brothers and then the wave wave two that was wave one Wave two is going to be the United States title and the television title, which is pretty damn cool because the Galoob titles, you know, all have the same generic title when they were released. So it's all the same belt across the board. Now that we can get custom belts of the titles to put on the Galoobs to display them, it's pretty damn sick, man. It is, Joe. I mean, geez, we're seven episodes in. It feels like we're 300 in, but regardless of that, we're seven episodes in here and we go all the way back. To episode one of Busted Open, we talk about <laughs> Stinger Baby, and we loved those Galoob generic titles. We loved the Stinger with the Galoob generic title, WCW generic title. But to get a heavyweight championship, a true 
early 90s heavyweight champion for that Stinger Galoob and seeing him in that picture with that. I got to get these things, man. It's just like it's a no brainer, especially now I got a minty. I got a minty loose, which I haven't put on the card yet. Galoob WCW Series 1 Sting. I got to get it, right? Yeah, you have to. You have to. And seeing them displayed on the Galoobs on his page, the Wrestling Figure Workshop uh, Instagram page. I mean, they look awesome. Because sometimes, you know, you'll get customs that are like, ah, they're okay. Or yeah, this is decent. These are like belts that could have come out with the figure back then. Like they are just great quality. I can't stress that enough. And to finally get a WCW heavyweight title, the tag, the US, the television for your Galoobs. I mean, I'm amped up. I'm getting really, I'm, I'm just getting really amped up, you know, about this whole episode. I know you're going to get, you're going to stinger amped up. Stinger <laughs> splash, baby. So with all kidding aside, the belts are amazing. There's so many announcements. There's Hasbro and Mattel and NECA and all these companies are making announcements. But this is one of the announcements we thought that the community made that we're really high on. So let's give our listeners a little information. You can follow Wrestling Figure Workshop on Instagram at wrestling underscore figure underscore workshop. Go over to his Instagram page and these belts will actually be on sale now. They go on sale Friday, July 24th, yesterday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're 10 bucks a piece, roughly. I believe there's going to be packages available. I'm hoping they don't sell out. I'm going to get mine. But for everyone who's listening to this podcast on Saturday today, Remember, they went on sale yesterday. Go to his Instagram. Follow him at wrestling underscore figure underscore workshop. And if they're sold out, they may be sold out. If not, go buy them. And just keep in mind, he does re-release belts. So he has an eBay store. You can find the link to his eBay store on his Instagram bio. So go check him out. Wrestling figure workshop. All right, Joe, you know who's back this week? Guess who's back this week? Is he a good? Is he a brother? Is his name Mike? Yes, he is good. He's a brother. His name's Mike. Hashtag the fig hunter. He is GBM. Good brother, Mike. And he is here to give you all the crazy rundown of what's going on at retail in the GBM report. What's up, everybody? It is GBM, good brother Mike, a.k.a. The Fig Hunter, back with this week's edition of the GBM Report here on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Last time we covered Pop Finder and Brick Seek numbers for the mainline elites to help you pick up Elite 76. And from the posts I've been seeing lately, you guys did not disappoint. This week, we're going to cover some more codes. We're going to give you the info for the Masters of the WWE Universe figures, the Revived Legends Series 7 coming to Target, and also the AEW Unrivaled Series 1 figures from Jazzwares. Now, if you want to get your pen and your paper ready, I will get those codes to you. And meanwhile, I'm going to send a couple quick shout-outs to Mattel, Steve Ozer, and Bill McKenna for the incredible reveals they've showed so far for San Diego Comic-Con. 
my wallet is tapping out. So if you're ready with your pad and your paper, we're going to start with the Brixie code for Masters of the WWE Universe figures. You're going to have the Glow in the Dark Undertaker, The Rock, Braun Strowman, and the New Day Manny Faces, which will also include faces shown of each New Day character. If you're a mint on card collector, you might want to get all three. And the Brixie code for Masters of the WWE Universe, 532-716-084. Now we're going to jump over to Popfinder, and I'm going to hit you with the numbers for the Revived Legends Series 7, which includes the Weasel Suit, Bobby Heenan, Greg the Hammer Valentine, who also has a chase, and Yellow Trunks, which will be the harder to find one, and Razor Ramon. The Popfinder code for that set is 087168079. Now we're going to kick it back to Brooksie. We're going to go with the AEW Unrivaled Series 1 figures from Jazzwares. And Jeremy Padauer says these figures will be hitting the shelves on August 3rd at Walmart. And they should be in cases of 12. You're going to want to watch for that. Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks are included in that series. And there's been a couple different numbers floating around on the internet for these. I'll give you both. 7373069577. You can also try 517 517- 215-469. And now that you got your codes, it's time for the GBM tip of the week. This week's tip is to be polite and respectful to the store employees. If you need to ask somebody to check in the back for you because there's nothing on the pegs, please be polite and be respectful because that's going to go a long way. Because if you're a jerk, the next time you come into the store, that's what they're going to remember and they're not going to want to help you out. I've had a lot of luck and made some friends by being polite and being nice, and it's benefited me in the long run. So now that you have your codes, make sure you get your rest, get out early, be polite and respectful to the store employees, and we'll see you next time right here on the GBM Report. And remember, the LA Hunter gets the picks. Whoa, Joe, I can't believe it. We are very lucky the GBM report exists. I hope that our listeners follow the rules. Follow GBM in what he has to say. Remember, know your codes. The early bird gets the figs. And with everything that's being released, new masters of the WWE universe. New WWE. WE Legends Series 7. Wow, I, I'm pulling my hair out here. I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> Same here. I'm like, oh God, it's just, it's relentless if you're a wrestling figure collector. You know, you got the new Masters of the WWE Universe out. You got the Legends out. You got 77 out. I mean, God knows what else is about to hit. You know, where, where's the where's the Ultimate Editions? I, I haven't seen Series four on the pegs we're gonna lead into our gorilla position with the sdcc reveals the mattel panel sdcc reveals in two seconds so i don't want to get really heavy on the ultimate editions right now we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we get into our gorilla position so let's get into it the mattel wwe elite squad panel in this year's san diego comic-con at home and our gorilla position. I can feel electricity in the air. Take a look at this piece of work. Will you stop?
Welcome back to this week's Gorilla Position. And we have a monster edition of the Gorilla Position. We are going to be talking about the Mattel WWE SDCC Comic Con at Home panel. And Boy, Joe, did we get to see a lot of reveals. They were amazing. I gotta give a I gotta give credit where credit is due. Corporate Steve Ozer, Bill McKenna, wow, they showed us some of the best wrestling figures of all time from then, now, and forever. Amazing reveals want to thank Bill and Steve and the rest of the Mattel WWE design team because, wow, they pulled out all the stops for this year's Comic-Con, and I was just surprised to see all the great wrestling figures, Joe. Same here, Will. To be honest, I didn't really know what to expect this year, like we mentioned in our previous episode. So to see everything they've been working on, And to see all the reveals today, I mean, there's so much to talk about. There's surprises. If you're a wrestling figure collector, I think overall, you know, you got to be pretty excited based on what you've seen today, which I think me and you are both excited about what they revealed. I'm looking forward to talking about it right now. I am too, Joe. And before we get into the nitty gritty, I just wanted to go over the panel briefly. I also wanted to say, if you have anything negative to say about this year's panel, you shouldn't be collecting wrestling figures right now. I mean, like if (laughs) this was the most positive experience, again, from then, now, and forever, and let's get started. First, I want to talk about the actual panel. It was a little wonky, Joe, I have to admit. They brought in the WWE Elite Squad. Sam Roberts did an incredible job. I love him hosting these panels. I like Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae as well. But some of the other cast of characters, they just really didn't know what to say at times. They had these blank stares on their face. It was a little wonky, the transitions. I know you haven't watched it yet. I would watch it, but it was a little wonky at times. I found myself fast forwarding. It was a previously recorded panel. So when I didn't see a reveal on the screen, I was fast forwarding. Yeah, based on what you were describing before we uh, recorded this, it sounded a little a little screwed up based on what you said. You know, I get the idea to have Ricochet, to have Rhea Ripley, to have Edge. Especially, you know, Ricochet is getting a new figure. Maria Ripley's first time in the line. Edge's comeback figure is an ultimate. So to have them on the panel makes sense. But from what you were describing, it just sounded like a mess. Like they didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, they did and they did it. There was a loose script provided and they didn't mesh well together. So I don't know. That would be my only constructive criticism of the entire panel is I just think it's a difficult setting for everyone in these difficult times. So I can give it a pass, but it was at times a little wonky, a little comedic in in not a good way. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was basically it. But let's move on from there. I wanted to get back to our preview from last week's episode, episode six, because we did preview this panel and what we thought would be revealed. And a lot of those predictions came through. We got a new British Bulldog figure. We got a million dollar man in the suit, kind of during his Megabucks run. 
We got a new Andre the Giant. We got a lot of cast of characters that we were talking about. So I was very happy to see all that. And, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, we have we have we have a pretty good insight here. I think you got to go. If you're listening to this gorilla position, go listen to some of our past episodes. I think you'll really enjoy them. One last thing I wanted to mention before we get into reviewing the figures. Wow, Joe, I mean, this was a big F you to Jax this year. If you're a Jax Classic Superstars wrestling figure collector, if you collected that line, Mattel revealed 12 figures today that will be coming out in the span of a year and a half that are direct remakes from the classic superstar line now the classic superstar line by jack specific is one of the most in-depth focused legends flashback oriented wrestling lines of all time you're gonna get crossover but to reveal 12 figures from the jacks line man are they they trying to pull those people in again I, i don't really know we talked about in our preview it's becoming diluted Maybe they just don't have enough straws to grasp, but 12 figures from the Jack CS line being produced in Mattel form. And that doesn't even include the Greg Valentine we just got, the Weasel Bobby Heenan we just got. Pretty remarkable, Joe. I know. You know, if you were looking at the reveals today and you're a Jack's classic collector and a fan of that line, looking at the 12 different figures from today, I mean, it's pretty crazy, you know, because... You're like, wow, that's a Jack's classic. That's a Jack's classic attire. Makes you wonder, you know, are they, like you said, are they trying to reel some uh, old figure collectors in? Maybe some people that are hit or miss on the the Mattel line. You know, when you see these, like you mentioned the Weasel suit and a couple of the other ones we're going to mention in a couple of minutes. It's pretty crazy. I'm thinking of them all in my head right now. It's to the T. I mean, it's pretty much exactly the same as their Jack's classic versions. Exactly. I'm not saying the creativity is gone. I still think that Mattel can provide us originals, but I think at this point it is becoming a little diluted and they're getting to the point where a lot of these superstars are done. A lot of these wrestlers are going to be done. Do you really want another Jake the Snake Roberts after this? There's maybe one attire I'd like to see him in that kind of like bluish attire later on in his career. Million Dollar Man, same thing after these come out. What other million dollar man figure would you like to see? You know, you're getting to the point with some of these wrestlers that there's not much more you can make of them. So I think they have to take this strategy now and look at the Jack's classic superstars line, something that they tried to stay away from traditionally. You know, you would see it here and there that you would get remakes of certain figures, but traditionally they've tried to stay away from it. As you can see, and now it's coming back into the fold. Even for some of these fan choices, that one, two, three kid that they had up there was a CS one, two, three kit in that yeah, black and white and red attire and yellow attire. So again, it's getting to the point where when you have a license for 10 years, there's only so much you can do. They're really going back to classic superstars now and pulling from that. That's what was striking to me. I don't think it's a negative. I think it's great that we'll have Mattel versions of these figures, but it it's kind of like an FU to the Jacks. You know, do they want to pull those people in, like you said, possibly? Or is it just that they don't have much else? They have to go to that. They have to pull that card now. So I don't know. I mean, we'll get into which of the figures that were revealed do have a Jacks classic superstar figure as well 
But let's get into the nitty gritty, Joe. We're going to start out with the elites. I highlighted some of the figures that I liked from the elites, from Elite 79 to Elite 83. We saw a lot of the NXT wrestlers released this year. And the first one right off the bat that's a must-have on my list is the Io Shirai. Oh, my God. The jacket, that fur-style jacket that they produced with her is just a work of art, Bill. I got to give it to you. You nailed this figure. I know, I know you get H-A-R-D, as another podcast would say that we love, those major guys. <laughs> H-A-R-D for Io Shirai, for Kyrie Sane, and for your love, Asuka. And he just pulled out all the stops here. And her hair is beautiful, too. Seeing the Io Shirai reveal, finally, you know, I feel like she's a main player over at the NXT brand. Seeing the actual figure, seeing it displayed, what it's going to look like in the box, it's pretty remarkable, man. I mean, the black with the green, you know, the neon green on the tights, that freaking jacket, man, that jacket with the hood. Oh, man, they really, really nailed this figure. Looking at the images right now, knocked it out of the park, looks like. Knocked it out of the park. Perfect figure. When I looked at her hair for the first time, I thought it was real hair. That's how good they did it in plastic form. It is amazing. And the leather soft goods jacket, that kind of pleathered leather look to it with the shine. great. Dude, two in the collection. So (laughs) great figure. Absolutely love that. The next figure that I liked, we're also going to talk about a former NXT champion, NXT superstar, Grand Slam women's champion, Bailey. And I thought as they did with the Io Shirai, this new Bailey figure from Elite Series 80 is amazing. She's got the new head scan and then she comes with that Bailey buddy that's torn up from when she made her heel. You know what? We're not going to call wrestlers heels or faces anymore. We're going to call them good guys, bad guys. So she made that bad girl turn. Yeah, I think the figure is amazing. My opinion on the Bailey, I like the new head scan, the new head sculpt for her. I think that's great. I like that you get that ripped version of the uh, whatever the hell it's called. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm just saying, Bailey, buddy. They didn't know what the hell it's called on the panel. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, just that thing that flies around. <laughs> yeah, the inflatable uh, R-Man, whatever the hell he's called. The head skin looks great. Will, personally, I don't like the colors they chose. I don't like the boots and the... I would have preferred something, you know, more... A little more darker. The yellow, eh, you know, the, the faded yellow, the green kind of boots. I would have went with something a little more darker. Maybe her black and gray or silver or her all black and purple something a little more darker with the figure i feel like the figure looks a little too bright to me for the the bad run i think the figure will look better in its final production i think this image here some of the yellows look a little mustardy and stuff and i think they'll be darkened up a little bit and i think you'll see more of those blacks come out this is her attire though from that smackdown debut so it's accurate to what she was wearing. That's probably why they didn't want to give her another attire here. So this is her debut attire when she turned bad and tore up this inflatable thingamajigger. But okay, hey, you know, you're not feeling it. I love it. The next figure I wanted to talk about, which I think is probably in my top three of the reveals, is Elite Series 81, stunning Steve Austin. And wow, Joe, we finally get 
a 90s WCW, early 90s WCW Tag Team Championship with Stunning Steve Austin. I love those WCW titles so much. So to get another WCW title in the mix and, you know, it's got that old kind of belt look to it. Stunning Steve, you know, I'm thinking of the Jack's Hollywood Blondes two-pack. A lot of people over the years have always wanted a Stunning Steve in the Mattel form. So to get a Stunning Steve, man, with the WCW tag title, you know, I would have liked maybe the... What other titles? The TV title? I thought it was going to be at first, but the tag title is fine. Any WCW title, I'm on board. So th- this figure is a must-have. It's a must-have, man. I don't believe he was a, a TV champion during this run of the Hollywood Blondes, if my memory serves correctly. So I think the tag oh, team title yeah. is perfect. I mean, I don't... It was it was before that, probably, I think. Because I always remember him with that TV title. Yeah, when he was with Paulie Dangerously part of the Dangerous Alliance. He had the TV title. He had the nice robe. This was just after that, I I believe, if my memory serves correct. But still love it. Again, like you said, but this is the first Jax figure that we're going to talk about. That's a direct Jax classic superstar remake there. It's okay by me again, but it's telling. Next figure on my list. This is a loaded series. So you got the stunning Steve Austin and you have the Street Profits with Bianca Belair. And we're going to review the Mattel WWE Series 108 Street Profit figures in this week's edition of Busted Open. And we get the Elite Forms in Series 81. What do you think about them? I love the Street Profits. I like that they went with the red and white attire. I think that's going to pop on their uh, on their figures I like that uh montez ford comes with the gloves comes with the crown the glasses of course he comes with the solo cup with the jacket that's everything you want for his character in elite form dawkins comes with his uh traditional headband the red and white looks great yeah man these two are gonna look great once they're uh, all boxed up they're gonna look fantastic i wish they would have made a three pack of this i thought that would have been really cool when I seen the first image online with the three of them together, I was like, oh, man, they're doing a three pack. But yeah, then I, I realized, no, it's they're all individuals, all individuals. We discussed that. You know, we always have this back and forth. Do the two packs work? Are the two packs successful? So maybe a three pack would be stretching it. But I love all the figures. I love Bianca. I love that they gave her the white attire with the red lips everywhere and she's on her attire. I really want to see if they're using the same hair piece. You're going to get all three of them in the same series, which is great. And I agree with you. I think the red pops. It's their iconic raw attires. Red and white is perfect. I love it. They're amazing figures, man. Do you want the smoke? Of course I want the smoke. Do you want the smoke? Do you want the smoke? I do. Because we we want the smoke. Because we want the smoke smoke. we we want want the smoke smoke. we want the smoke do you think may young wants the smoke if we could dig her body up sure (laughs) we'll bring her to the pit for on the pit list oh god joe okay this figure uh, uh it may have to go on the pit list this figure is just not even an iconic attitude era may young attire I don't know what the hell they were thinking. (laughs) I don't know why they had to bring this granny into the line. 
Dude, I honestly forgot until you just said it was. It was. Uh, I honestly forgot they revealed this until you just mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, they put her in there with the crown and the May Young Invitational Classic, whatever the hell what? you want to call it, tournament what? trophy. What the, f- what the fuck is this? Uh, wah, wah, wah. Now, if they, if they did a classic fabulous moolah i think that looked great something along those lines old women's title yes i think old women's title classic fabulous moolah would be fantastic i don't need this may young i want a may young with a fucking hand that's what i want okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean let's let's be serious you know like i want my mark henry my decade of domination mark henry nod style and fucking May Young with a hand. That would be a good two pack. Come on. Who should be designing the figures now, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, 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 you know, I. Uh, no, we love y'all. We love you guys. We gave you mad props. We actually love this. I just don't like the May Young. I'm not going to get this May Young figure. No need for it. I don't no. want to see her in her, I don't know, 1950s attire. Don't need the trophy. Don't need the crown. Don't need the figure. So. That's a pass for me. Same here. Yeah, I, it's, it's just it's just not. So 81, though, is stacked. I'm assuming she's going to be some sort of a short pack in that series. Then we move on to Elite Series 82. And I think you have really two awesome figures. We were talking about one of the figures on our preview, our SDCC Mattel WWE panel preview last week, the British Bulldog. We said we needed the British Bulldogs. Well, we got one of them and we got the dog. So now we just need we need the dynamite. We need the dynamite kid. I don't know, guys. I think guys and gals, I think the dynamite kid is not signed. I have a feeling. I just have this feeling that he is not available for some reason because it doesn't look like we're getting him in 2021 so far. So let's hold out hope for maybe 2022, maybe late 2021. But for this showing, it does not look like we're getting him, but we are getting an incredible, I would say late 80s, early 90s British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith and with an updated head scan as well, which looks phenomenal. Yeah, this figure looks fantastic. Updated head scan. I like the attire. That's the attire that I was looking at when we were um, our potential picks. I got the attire, you know, I, I want it in this figure. You know, I like the hairs a little longer. And I like that we get Matilda. I mean, who would have thought, man, Mattel produces a Matilda figure with a Davy Boy Smith. I mean, I got no complaints on my end. You know, I'll definitely be picking this figure up. Same here. No complaints on my end either. And another Jack's Classic Superstar style figure in the line. <laughs> Moving on, another figure from this series. This is going to be, again, Elite Series 82 is the Jerry the King Lawler. From his, I would say, and I absolutely love this figure. They are finally giving us a Jerry the King Lawler figure from that era in his most iconic attire with the white and the blue singlet. I love this figure. I think they nailed the head scan. I'm a fan of this figure. There's not much more to say. I'm, you know, I wasn't a huge Jerry Lawler fan, but this figure really, really is awesome. Same here, Will. I'll be picking this figure up as well. I love that attire. I was waiting for Mattel if they were going to, you know, if you look at the Jerry Lawler figures they've done, I, not a huge fan of them. Uh, I don't really like them that much. To have a new updated Jerry Lawler in the attire actually want it. It's a no brainer, man. I'll be adding this to the collection for sure. It's an ad. It is. It checks all the boxes. It's an amazing figure. Moving into the Elite 
series two packs. There was a really big announcement here. We are not a fan of the two packs, as you've heard on previous episodes. It's not that we don't like the idea of a two pack. It's just they really, really don't give us what we want. And I think we really get something that we want here. You have the Piper, the Rowdy Rowdy Piper versus Mr. T from WrestleMania 2 in their boxing gear. These will come with robes. And again, isn't this just a big F you to Jax? Yeah, it definitely, uh, especially, you know, the Piper. I mean, I got to see this in the package. I got to hold it in my hand, you know, when it's released. But I love that Jax classic version of this Piper. So in my mind, I love that figure. So uh, it's going to be a little different having an updated one. But I'm curious to see both of these in the package together. I have a feeling it's going to look awesome. And for a two-pack, I'll probably be picking this one up, you know, just because it's an iconic moment. WrestleMania 2, Mr. T, Piper. I mean, not every day you get the boxing gloves on a wrestling figure, especially that uh, kind of iconic kind of match. So I like the two-pack, but uh, I might still like the Jack's Classic Piper a little more if I had to compare the two. I agree. I want to see him with his robe on, though. Well, the Jack's Classic figure is is an extremely rare figure. That was a one of, it was, I believe it's a one of 20 or something. So, or one of 100, one of those. It's very rare. Very rare. I agree with you. I thought the Jack's one, I like the head sculpt on it a little better. And he looked a little more bulky. This one, he looks a little skinny. I I don't know. I I have to agree with you here. I want to see it in hand. We are hashtag min on card collectors or MOC for life here. And I really think that they're going to nail the packaging, which is going to make me buy this just like they did with the Bret Hart and Goldberg two pack. Now, obviously, I don't want to buy it, but I have to because it comes with the US title and the packaging just looks stellar. I agree. Let's see what we get and we'll go from there. This is not an Insta pre-order for me, but I absolutely love that they made it. I think it's one of the most iconic moments in WrestleMania history. From here, let's get into some of the exclusive, elite exclusives, because they showed off a couple of them. So Mattel is going to be producing four ringside collectibles, the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt with puppets. I'm just assuming, again, the box art is going to be amazing. Just like we're going to discuss in the Oh My God figure of the week. Ringside never holds back. You know that there are just going to have something that's going to be incredible. The box art's going to be awesome. I'm only assuming it's going to have like the Firefly Funhouse background with like the puppets displayed in certain areas and stuff. This is just an insta buy for me. I'm going to get two of them. Yeah, same here. Well, this is going to be a pretty cool Ringside exclusive set to get. I kind of. I was hoping they do Huskus, man, the pig. <laughs> you know, he, he seems to be uh, he seems to be missing, uh, which kind of sucks because I actually wanted that freaking pig with the Firefly Flunhouse if they were going to ever make something like that. So to, uh, you know, it is what it is there. I kind of wanted the pig included, but you get uh, Mercy, the buzzard, you get Abby, the witch, you get the rambling rabbit, which I think a lot of people like seeing these close up. I mean, they're pretty freaking spot on, man. I mean, they look great. The Bray Wyatt's probably going to be, eh, you know, that kind of attire. You're like, ah, it's kind of plain. You know, you get the the basic Bray Wyatt 
with the fun house. So uh, same thing here. Well, I'm curious to see this thing all packaged up. Yeah, I don't know. These are obviously renderings and this looks like more than a rendering. This looks like a prototype in image. I want to see what it looks like boxed up. So funny that you get the McMahon there. I, I, I think that's if if I had to choose Huskus and McMahon, I want McMahon in puppet form. I agree with you. The Bray Wyatt is a little underwhelming right now. I hope they don't go with a painted shirt for him. It looks terrible right now. I'm only assuming, again, this is a prototype, and then he's going to come with his actual sweater, like a soft good sweater. Now, that hasn't been confirmed, but I can only imagine that's what's going to happen. That's one of my questions. There's no way they're going to give it to us like this. It just doesn't look right. I personally think they didn't have the soft good shirt made in time, so they just painted him up. But I'm pretty sure he's going to come in with a soft good sweater. He has to, right? I mean, there's no way they're going to package it like that. This is a ringside exclusive, man. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, definitely the sweater's going to... I feel like that needs to be covered up. Like like you said, the sweater underneath, that's what it looks like based on the, the rendering for this figure. Yeah, he's going to have to... He's going to have a sweater. And again, I just don't think it's going to be painted on like that. I think that he's going to come with a soft goods one. I'm not too worried. I'm not perturbed by it again these are just protos these are just renderings so even from what we're seeing here on most of these i'm pretty happy in instances like this eh, you know what i'll give it a pass and let's see the final product so moving on to more exclusives we have an elite 79 walmart collector's edition undertaker 30 years eh, i don't have much to say about this figure it's going to be the collector's edition figure in elite 79 so there you go you're gonna go find it it's gonna be at walmart it's gonna be like freddie blassie superstar billy graham i don't know i don't got much else to say about it other than it's probably gonna be like the undertaker's retirement figure yeah the figure looks updated you know what i really like about this world the packaging's cool i like the purple and the uh the collector's edition you know it's got the black with the purple that's kind of cool i like those two together but you know what Makes his figure stand out to me a little bit. The jacket, man, the ja- the the road, you know, the jacket he's got on, like the coat, looks freaking cool, man. I like I like the way it looks. I like the design on it. That's going to make the figure stand out, even for a men on car collector. You know, that jacket really pops. It has a really nice textured pattern on it. It's got this all this like intricate texture detail, which does make it pop. Again, I would have preferred cloth with those texture details especially if you're giving the undertaker a 30th anniversary slash retirement figure it is updated i personally think it does look good i as you absolutely love the packaging and as a min on card collector i will probably pick this up just for those details but again eh, if i don't find it i'm not gonna go out of my way to hunt for this you know yeah same here if i find it or uh you know goes on sale or something like that i'll probably pick it up it's not going to be one of my first choices if i see it in the store or walmart yeah of course i'll pick it up definitely going on the uh, back burner moving on with our exclusives our next one is the wrestlemania 37 series But it is kind of an exclusive series. It's not really, I guess it is and it isn't part of the main elite line. It's going to be a four figure series with a build a figure. You get China from WrestleMania X7. You get Shawn Michaels, heel Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 9. And that's another Jack's Classic Superstar remake. You get the Edge 2020 figure in his WrestleMania return match against Randy Orton. 
You have the Goldberg, which I don't give a shit about. And then you got the Paul Ellering, which is going to be the builder figure that comes with Rocco, the ventriloquist dummy. This is a stacked line. I do build a figures, so I'm going to buy every single one of these figures. I'm not going to buy doubles of any of them. Again, as I mentioned with the Goldberg, I could give two shits. Mattel, one thing. Please stop giving us Goldberg. Oh, figures. I fucking, it's I an fucking in- hate Goldberg. Oh, my God. And how they're doing it to us, Joe, they're putting belts that you can't get anywhere else with his fucking figures, and it's pissing me off. This Sorry, is right, put the United States title and Bret Hart in the package with him because he fucking sucks. Put him with the WrestleMania line because they have they want to build the figure. So yeah, so now you have to get him because you want to build a figure because you want the Paul Ellering. And if you don't have the SmackDown Undisputed title, the blue one, that's the only yeah, way you just can buy get this it. fucking asshole's figure, dude. I can't stress enough on this show how much I don't like Goldberg. I fucking hate him. <laughs> Pro wrestling aside, I was a big Goldberg mark back in the day in the 90s because I was a kid and I liked Goldberg and whatnot. He, as a person, I have no problem. He's a businessman. He's like a Brock Lesnar, but he hurts people. It's that simple. He has the track record for it. He's not a good wrestler, okay? So, I mean, again, he's the ultimate warrior of the Attitude Era. (laughs) I don't want to bash him. I don't want to get too much on the professional wrestling aspect of it. But from a design or creative aspect, as far as wrestling figures are concerned, there's only so much Goldberg you can give me. It's not like he's toyetic. He has trunks. He doesn't have anything other than updated head scans. How many updated head scans of Goldberg do I need in my collection? I know. You know, he's got three different styles of trunks. I don't need any more Goldbergs, Mattel. Stop, please. It's so confusing why they keep making this guy. I I really don't know. But anyway, for the WrestleMania series, I like the China. I think the China looks great. You know, you get the old school women's title with her. And of course, you know, I'm I'm a Shawn Michaels mark for figures. So here we go again to get this kind of Jack's classic version of the Michaels. That's one of my favorite classic figures to get a Mattel version of the Michaels in that attire, especially with that jacket. The jacket looks great. I'm all for it, man. I like the Michaels. I like the China. I'll take an edge figure any day. And of course, Mr. Shitberg to build the Paul Ellering. I think it's a cool set. It is. It's better than the WrestleMania set this year. Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. My God. We have the mankind with the shitty face that's on the pit list. Uh, he's he's headed into the fire pit. You got Coffee Kingston with the shit face ready to, ready to hit the pit list. That's it. He's going in, baby. He's the next one on the pit list. Coffee Kingston WrestleMania 36 is on the pit list. And then you had the Matt Hardy. What else? Yeah, the Kofi, the Matt Hardy, Booker T. Oh, and that was the best figure of the series, yeah, the, the Booker, Booker T. T was so great. that was a yeah, it was a pre King Booker. So it was kind of like right out of WCW into the WWE, which I absolutely love that figure. This series updated, amazing. I love that China. I agree. I love that Shawn Michaels, even though it is a classic superstars remake. God, I would have loved for them to give him a white IC title. And could this be a hint down the line that we're possibly going to get a Luna Vachon? Oh, maybe. That would be great. Talking about completing puzzles, Luna Vachon was his manager in this WrestleMania 9 match during this period when he faced Tatanka because Sensational Sherry turned on Shawn Michaels and went to Tatanka's side. So, hint, hint. That, that would be, that would be pretty know. cool to see. We talk about it, you know, the puzzles. 
Moving on, one of the last exclusives, I guess these are exclusives, we don't have much information about them, but they are basic core style figures, at least they look like that. It's called the WrestleMania Celebration Series, and they're going to give us Andre the Giant and Macho Man, both from WrestleMania 3. Andre's got the updated head scan, which actually looks fantastic. They finally nailed Andre. And then you get the entrance ring cards from both WrestleMania three and wrestlemania six and this is something that i've wanted since i was a little kid so i'm so happy we get the cards they come with both figures you're gonna have to get both figures as you want two cards obviously i have nothing bad to say i don't care for the macho i wish they gave us another wrestlemania three figure but i get it you know you want to have the macho this is an area where if you wanted to give us another ring cart an entrance ring cart you could have put an obscure figure in here, oh, like an Adrian man. Adonis or a Roddy Piper, an updated. I know you got. See, now I'm starting to think, right? Adrian Adonis, somebody from WrestleMania three, other than the. Give me that Harley Race. Harley Race. Oh my God, are you kidding me? In the little entrance ring or a junkyard or Harley junkyard Harley Adrian Give me a Piper uh, Billy Jack man Joe. Calm down. All right. <laughs> Jack and Bravo aren't coming, baby. All right. And to all you to all you Jack and Bravo fans out there, they ain't coming. I told you in the in the preview. Listen to the preview. They ain't coming. I know. Well, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. The uh the macho, I'm like, eh, you know. How many machos are we going to have from WrestleMania 3? God damn it. I'm, I'm more excited about the cart than the macho. going to buy it for just for the cart. The macho can go on fucking eBay. Maybe I can sell them for $5. Because <laughs> you know these are going to be priced probably $17.99 a piece. Oh, yeah. $15.99. So something like a bit like almost a battle pack. I like the Andre, you know. Uh, I need a new Andre in the collection. So I'm all for that one. All for the Andre as well. All right. Now let's move on here. Before we get to actual wrestling figures, I wanted to really quickly just mention the Masters of the WWE Universe Series 4 and 5. I think there's some incredible figures. They're toyetic. They're fantastic. You could play with them. They're really kid-focused, and it's something that we love here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, but they're also collector-focused. They really knocked it out of the park with both these series. You are going to get a Mr. T, a Seth Rollins, a Jake the Snake, and a Fiend for Series 4. They look incredible. They're, I believe, up for pre-order right now. They'll be released in the fall. In Series 5, you get a Piper, Roddy Piper, a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, an NWO Macho Man, and a Becky Lynch. Also, they'll look amazing. We're not going to give too much time to these two series because we're a huge fan of them. They are going to have Motu filters, and then others are going to be based off of certain characters. For example, Jake is actually going to be based off of King Hiss. So, Joe, any thoughts on the line and the two series that were released? I love the series well. Like we mentioned, you know, previous episodes, I'm a Masters of the Universe fan. So, to combine Masters of the Universe with WWE figures, I think the picks. They chose for series four and five are awesome. I like the fiend, Mr. T the Seth Rollins. I can kind of do without. I'm like, eh, I'm kind of, you know, whatever the Jake, the snake King, his version might be my favorite. The ones they released. And I like the Piper macho Becky. Those are cool. My 
top two from series four and five would probably be the Jake and the Ricky Steamboat, of course. Okay, so my top two would be the same, the Jake and the Steamboat. That steamboat is a work of art. I love that that comes with like the dragon that's almost in a flame. I mean, it's just just incredible. The Jake as well. I love that he has a removable face and removable chest piece. And then underneath there's a snake. How fucking cool is that? Yeah. It's incredible, dude. I agree with you. Those are my favorite of the series as well. And as we move on, I mean, there's a, there's a huge Legends theme here. And now they released a lot of other figures, but this was a very, very Legends-focused flashback year for Mattel. Before we get into that, we want to review really quickly a line that I've been hypercritical of, and that is Ultimate Editions. And we both have been pretty critical of it because we thought they were lacking. We didn't like the way the torsos looked. We don't like a lot of the head scans. We didn't like the character selection pretty much from series one to five. We've been vocal on and off the podcast that we just didn't even think the line had legs to stand on anymore. But wow, I got to give it to corporate Steve because this is his baby, I believe. He has bounced back. He has shot some life into this line like no tomorrow. We had three series released today, six, seven, and eight. And Joe, maybe you can review some of them because I'm just floored right now. Yeah. I mean, when we mentioned the Ultimate Editions before, I mean, we're like, yeah, you know, the line is going to continue based on the past couple. We're like, ah, might be seeing its demise soon. But that's really not the case here. I mean, to start off with series six, the Flair, Charlotte Flair, looks outstanding looks great it's probably i don't own any charlotte flair flair figures to be honest so um i passed on her elite her basics so the ultimate edition the color what they chose the robe definitely be picking that one up the rock looks great for series seven of course who's not picking up an ultimate edition fiend and hollywood hogan i mean the hogan looks great you get the hollywood NWO Hogan with the NWO title. I love Hulk Hogan figures. I love Hollywood Hogan figures. That's outstanding as well. And, you know, they give us a little more with Series 8. You get that returning edge from the Royal Rumble. I love that look. I think they absolutely nailed that figure. It couldn't be more on point, that edge figure for Ultimate Edition Series 8. And to round it out, man, what they showed, who doesn't want Ultimate Edition Macho Man? I mean, come on, Macho, Hogan, you need them. You need, I feel like you need all six of these, as crazy as that is. I can't believe that I am agreeing with you, and I'm agreeing with everything you said. You need every single one of these in your collection. These are the best Ultimate Editions ever produced by Mattel. Corporate Steve... Hats off to you, my friend. I've been on you about it. I've been really pushing you to improve these head scans, improve the looks. I think they nailed it. I agree with the rock and the Charlotte. Even though it's just the basic rock, his heads look amazing. They're amazing. Charlotte is a travesty, Mattel. You have not released a Charlotte Flair figure in an Elite or Ultimate Edition style since Elite Series 54. She is the best women's wrestler on the planet, and she's probably overall one of the best wrestlers on the planet. And you have one elite figure of her? 
wow, I don't know why you're missing the boat there, especially when she has all these intricate, beautiful entrance robes. Joe, it doesn't make any sense to me, but with everything you just said, the head scans are spot on and the robe looks beautiful. Hogan, Fiend, Instabuys, Neat the Hollywood Hogan. I personally don't like the Hogan head scans. They're better than the Storm Collectibles, but they're not better than the Defining Moments, in my opinion. The Defining Moments Hollywood Hogan head scan that they were going to initially release, I really enjoyed. I absolutely love the rendering of that scan. I'm just a little disappointed we're not getting that. It looks good. They look great. I'm not going to say that they're terrible. They're just a little off to me for some reason in my eyes. And then again, with the Macho and the Edge, you're going to beat a dead horse here, man. It's just everything you just said, I agree. I absolutely love with the Macho Man, we're going to get the tasseled soft goods robe. That is going to be incredible. It was confirmed by Bill on the panel. You got the green hat. This is an homage to the Hasbro WWF 1992 Macho Man, where he came with the green hat, with the oh yeah jacket. He did have a little bit of a different attire on, but he did have that jacket with the tassels. Let's hope that Mattel sticks to the white jacket and gives us those green tassels. I would absolutely love that, Joe. So again, just incredible Ultimate Editions and... They really went swinging for the fences and they hit another home run. Wow, Joe, this panel for the reveals has been a home run. I really don't know what else to say. And as we end this, we at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast are going to end this with legends, baby. We love legends here. That's what we do. We collect because of the past. And boy, did Mattel show us some great legends, not only within the elite line, not only within the basic and core lines, but within their legends line as well. So Joe, Series 9, wow. We only had two figures, to my knowledge, revealed from Series 9. And that was Nikolai Volkov, another one we mentioned on the preview, and the Million Dollar Man. Yeah, looking at the Million Dollar Mans, both of them look great. I love the attire with the black and gold. It comes with the Million Dollar Belt. Of course, I want the Million Dollar Belt for sure. The alternate version, the gray and almost like a dark pink attire with his suit, and that comes with the Million Dollar title as well. I'll definitely be picking those up. The Volkov, to be honest... I could have did without, man. I don't know. He's not on my radar as a figure I want, looking back at like Zelgian. But to get him in Mattel form, I don't really give a shit, you know, about that one. Yeah, I could see how you would think that. You know, this is a his good guy attire. He's got the, the U.S. flag on the tights. I knew they would give us an updated Volkov because he's a name. Probably going to get another Iron Sheik. We haven't seen him in a while. And these are all names that they're going to rehash because it's getting diluted. There's not much options out there. And we got $2 million mans in this series because there's not much else to make. So you get the million dollar man with, from what I understand, which looks to be like actually a bodysuit mold. The suit doesn't come off or anything. So you're getting him in his entrance attire. He's coming with an updated elite style million dollar championship belt. He's got the heads 
you know, the laughing scan and then the snarl. And then his chase figure comes in the gray attire that was in the Jack's classic superstar belt pack. They're taking something from another line and saying, here it is. I love the three figures or the reveals for this series. I do. I'm going to get all of them. I'm just the Legends collector. But you're right. I mean, again, the Volkov is like the wonderful, right? Do we need another one, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff? No. And he's another one that they put in a classic superstar attire. They gave him the red attire with the red, red robe. Jack's classic superstar. So it's a version in which we don't necessarily need to have, but we got. And that's going to be obviously in the upcoming Legends Series 8. It is what it is. And then Series 10 was a pretty good showing and fun showing as well. But again, a lot of rehashes from the Jack's classic superstar line. You have the DDP with the short hair, great figure, but it's the same exact tire, short hair with the vest, the bang on the sides of the pants. He's got those kind of flared pants on. And then you get Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And here's where I really like it. You get two versions. You get a regular version Brutus and a chase version. And he comes with the old school gray WWF tag team titles. Get the F in. So one of the versions is in his classic Dream Team attire that was yellow zebra pants. And then the other one is in another Dream Team attire, I believe, with the blue cheetah looking pants. What's great about these two figures are they are from Brutus's 80s run. You compare them with your Greg the Hammer Valentine that you just got from the new Legends Series 7. And he comes with the old classic WWF tag team titles. Get the F in, baby. My favorite will of the two would probably be the uh, Cheetah. I love the blue and pink combo with the white boots. I'm going to get both just because, you know, I, I love the Legends line as do you. That's probably my favorite attire so far. I love the Brutus in that old school blue and pink attire, the Cheetah print. The Zebra print I enjoy too, the yellow with the pink. I love that they both come with the old school WWF tag team titles. You get the sunglasses with both, both and the bow tie. I will be purchasing both of those. I love those. I love the attires on both. And the DDP, I'm kind of on the fence about. This version of Diamond Dallas Page, they nailed. I think the deco, you know, the tattoos look great. I like that you got the extra set of hands. You can make the diamond. The vest looks really cool. The pants look good. Wasn't a huge DDP fan when he had this attire, uh, you know, the baggy pants and the short hair. But I think as far as a wrestling figure goes, I think they really nailed this version of Diamond Dallas Page. And the rendering looks uh, fantastic. It does. Completely accurate. He even comes with his little microphone piece. Oh, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Again, I agree with you. This era of Diamond Dallas Page, I want to forget personally. But at the same time, you know, it's fun. I like the microphone for the DDP yoga stuff. And like you said, the deco on it's great. I'm a legend's mark, so I'm going to get it regardless. And yes, I will get the both Brutuses as well. Because of the tag team titles. I need them. I need those classic tag team titles. That's it. I wanted to finish it with the Legends line because our position is Mattel did an amazing job. It's amazing how many figures they're going to be producing, whether new, old, then, now, and forever. I absolutely love this showing. I also want to say really quickly... Again, we started with Jack's classic superstars. They're moving in that direction. They're remaking a lot of these 
Jack's classic superstars figures now. And in total, we had 12 reveals of those remakes. I love the fact that they're moving back to Legends. And I feel that the reveals in this panel were really focused in two eras. One, NXT, and two, this was loaded with Legends wrestlers. Yeah, and I think... As far as the legends go, you know, I think that's our favorite line. So to get a, a panel that's a little heavy on the legends figures, I think, you know, we can both say we're pretty excited about across the board, you know, the ones we just talked about, everything they shown today, I'm pretty excited about the legends figures in general. I'm glad they brought them back. Almost in a way brings new life into the line, even though they're old school guys, you know. I think they're going to drive the line, you know, a little further. The more legends we get, you know, I'm a happy guy. I was overall I was excited about the panel today and to see the renderings and what they released. I give it an A plus. A plus, Joe. Absolutely love the showing by the folks at Mattel. Thank you so much, Corporate Steve, Bill McKinney. You guys are doing a wonderful job. You're making it fun for us collectors. You're bringing us back. The nostalgia button was hit today. Absolutely love the showing. So that's it, everybody. That's it for this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. Whoa, Joe. I'll tell you one thing. I think we had a dedicated entire show to the gorilla position because we're going to have our longest episode in our history at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. But anyway, we're here for something else. We're moving on from SDCC and we're going back to the past. We're going back to last year and this week's Oh My God Figure of the Week. And boy, do we have a great Oh My God figure of the week for our listeners. It is the ringside exclusive, the Mattel WWE Undertaker as Kane. And in my opinion, Joe, this ringside exclusive really set the bar very high for all the ringside exclusives which are going to be coming out after it because the packaging on this is amazing the two-in-one figure is amazing and you can't even buy this thing this thing has been on back order for like two years (laughs) almost i mean they just keep selling out making more selling out making more so Before we get into the nitty gritty with this figure, I just want to say this. If you don't have it, you got to get it now before it goes away forever, right? Because this figure is going to be worth a lot of money in the future. Yeah, like you said, Will, I mean, this figure is so awesome that when they announced it and they uh, released it, actually released the figure, it was already on back order. I mean, if you look at the packaging, the packaging is so cool with the cane, you know, face over the top. You know, you flip it up to see the figure inside. And in Kane's eyes, you can kind of see, you know, the inside, the different heads. Two of the biggest superstars of all time, Undertaker 
as Kane, as his brother, you get the Undertaker figure in Kane's attire, you know, with the black around the eyes under the mask, which is really cool. You get the Kane head that goes on top of that, or you can display him as Kane. So you get the two in one, like you said, comes with the attitude title, which is pretty sick. So that really adds, you know, as an accessory to the package, you know, to the figure. I mean, there's so much to say about this figure. Looking at the image of it, actually holding the figure in your hand. I mean, like you mentioned, well, the bar is set so high for a ringside exclusive and it's back ordered, back ordered, back ordered. I mean, it's just a spectacular wrestling figure to own that you almost need multiple of this figure. I agree, Joe. It It's just one of those figures that, I mean, we talk a lot about checking all the boxes. This checks all the boxes and more because it really sets a precedent, right? It sets a precedent to everything that comes after. This is it. I mean, the angle design on the packaging, again, like you said, I love that it has the window. You can open to see the figure, close it back up, You can see the figure heads through the eyes of Kane's face on the packaging, because that's what it is. The packaging is Kane's mask. It's just amazing. And let's give our listeners a little bit of background. This is a really interesting Raw. This Undertaker-esque Kane figure comes from 1998, WWF, WWE 1998. And it was on the July 6th episode of Raw, Monday Night Raw. And before we get into the match and and how Undertaker came out as Kane, I want to note one thing. This is the Raw where DX impersonates the Nation of Domination. We need figures of DX as the Nation of Domination. Like, I don't even get, give me a two pack. I'll take a two. I'll take Triple H and Road Dog. I'll take Triple H and Six or X-Pac, whatever you want to call them. Sean Waltman by real name. But this is amazing because you got DX coming out as the nation and you got <laughs> Triple H as the croc. You got the road dog as Belo. You got X-Pac as Mizark Henry. You have this fucking guy that I don't even know as the Nugget Owen Hart. And then you got Billy Gunn as the Godfather. It's just, it's just incredible. I don't know. I had to throw this in there because that episode of Raw was just amazing. Yeah, when you when you see them impersonate the Nation of Domination back then, I mean, two things really stood out in this uh, in this segment. One was you got to really see Triple H at that time. You know, he was leading DX. You got to see him pretty pretty funny, man, as the Croc. He really nailed that segment. And then you got that fucking weirdo. I don't know who that is as the Nugget. Owen Hart, but that kid guy, I don't even know. You can't even guess his age by what the fuck. I'm like, is that a fucking kid? Is that a teenager? Is that an old man? <laughs> is he 45, 25? I really don't know. I don't know. Joe. Where the fuck they pull him from? Joe. I don't know, but it's so funny. He has a line in this, right? And he's like, and I can smell what the rock is cooking. Look how big my damn oh, yeah. nose is. <laughs> Look how Woo! big my damn nose you know, is. My Listen, he, yeah, he does that. <laughs> Guys, go back. July 6, 1998. Raw is war, baby. This is just a segment. Halfway through the show. And, you know, Ms. Ark Henry, I don't know what you're cooking. Smells oh, like yeah. shit, but I'll think I'll eat some anyway. <laughs> this whole thing. 
And then, you know, you got fucking Road Dog jumping up on the rope, doing the D-Lo fucking head swagger, you know. I mean, you know, the brother was cranking. The brother was cranking. <laughs> you know, I mean, this thing is great. So let's move on. Getting back to The Undertaker as Kane. In the beginning of the show, Undertaker comes out because what happens is the previous episode of Raw, Stone Cold becomes the new oh, champion. Oh, my God, I remember Kane, that. Right? When he hits that stunner. That's crazy. I mean, the, the crowd. Oh, my God. Oh, the, the crowd goes fucking wild, bro. Oh, my God. And then The Undertaker gets involved with all this. And then he hits the stutter on The Undertaker and everybody's going fucking crazy. Undertaker comes out, demands a title shot, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not going to come this easy. We're doing a triple threat. Kane, Mankind, come out, blah, blah, blah. So we got a triple threat. Show goes through. You got the DX impersonate the nation thing, all this shit. Get to the end of the match. Triple threat match for the number one contender for the WWF title. You have McMahon come out first to go do commentary. You have Stone Cold come out second, comes out second to do commentary. Mankind comes out, comes down, gets to the ring. Kane comes down to the ring second. Undertaker's music hits, nobody shows up. Music hits, no Undertaker. McMahon, he's out at ringside, changes the match. He changes the match to be a no-holds-barred, Falls count anywhere match between Mankind and Kane, and the winner will be the number one contender. This match is five seconds. Mankind refuses to fight Kane because he's his friend. He goes outside of the ring, sits by the steel steps. Kane literally comes out of the ring, grabs a chair, whacks Mankind over the head with the chair while he's sitting, perched up against the ring steps, drags him inside, then does the Undertaker pin for the one, two, three. We're like, what the hell is going on? All of a sudden, Kane pops up, takes off the mask, boom, it's the Undertaker, and then they go off there, and all you hear is Jim Ross saying, the Undertaker's the number one contender. And that was it. It's a very, very weird match. Yeah, like, you have Kane slams Mankind into the stairs. Vince McMahon's going crazy. He's standing up yelling at the match pretty much stone cold's laughing his ass off on the side drinking a beer and vince mcmahon will not sit down he's just screaming so upset you know the match mankind looks dirtier dirtier than ever for some reason has the shouting days kane drags him to the center of the ring he does the undertaker's pin so you're like what the hell is going on and you could almost tell at this point you're like what's going on here and boom he rips the mask off it's the undertaker stone cold looks confused but he also hits his headphones off because he's like what the fuck you know he's almost pissed off at this point you know what i mean you're like all right i guess he's next in line for the title shot you know he's uh it's undertaker is kane and vince mcmahon jumping up and down for some reason it's like a five second thing you're like what the hell just happened yeah and it was it was so weird it was like all that happens in like a, a second and then they go up there it's like boom he's like he's like my god my, my god he's, he's the undertaker i mean he's licking his lips a hundred times <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so getting back to the figure though, it's in that attire. It's completely accurate. Like you said, it's got the two heads. They're interchangeable. I mean, it, it's got everything. It's got that vac 
Attitude Era title, which is amazing. I love, yeah, I love that belt. Oh, that belt is so beautiful. It's one of the best renditions of it that we've ever had. I've really liked a couple of the renditions of it, but this one, they really, really just, oh, they upped the bar. I just don't understand how the Attitude title and these titles keep getting better. It is a must-have. It's from a very memorable episode of Monday Night Raw on July 6, 1998. And that's why we chose this figure to be an oh my god figure of the week. The world will never forget the name of And you will never forget the name Toy Max Superstar Wrestling Ring. Joe There are a lot of wrestling rings that have been produced over the years. But in 1990, there was basically one that reigned supreme, and that was the Hasbro WWF wrestling ring. However, a competitor, almost, I don't know, would you call this a bootleg competitor? Came in, and this company was called Toy Max. They came in created their own line of products. I guess you would say they didn't have a WCW. Well, they had a WCW license for a little bit, but then created additional items that were bootleg in style, wrestling focused, and this Toy Max Superstar Wrestling Ring was one of them. For our listeners, Toy Max, as we mentioned, was a company that had a WCW license for a very short period of time. They did things like WCW Thumb Wrestlers, Flair and Sting 2-pack. They did plush buddies, or what we like to call them, wrestling buddies. And they were similar to the WWF ones. They had actually Sting in a white attire. They had Flair in his red trunks, Luger in his blue trunks, and then a couple others as well. But those are the most notable ones, and you can find them pretty available on eBay. But what they did during that was a wrestling ring, a superstar wrestling ring that is pretty epic. Yeah, I would say so, Will. I mean, this is a great piece for this segment because everybody loves this era of professional wrestling. And when you think of the Hasbro WWF ring, it always brings you back. I mean, some people say it's the number one wrestling ring of all time. It's hard to argue with that as far as wrestling rings go. So yeah, like you mentioned, Toybacks was trying to throw some stuff at the wall, see what sticks kind of deal, get their foot in the door where they could. They had the plush buddies, the Luger and Sid and the Sting and Flair thumb wrestlers. So they were trying and they're like, you know what? Let's try to make a wrestling ring, just a generic ring for wrestling figures. See if anybody buys it. And they came out with the superstar wrestling ring. And it's very similar, like box style, the ring's a little different, but we'll get into that. Box style is very similar to like a Hasbro ring. Even the Galoob ring, it's the box is kind of similar. You know, it has some fun colors. They have superstars displayed on the box that aren't real wrestling superstars, just like some generic guys on the box. What I enjoy is the young kid on the box. He's looking directly into the ring and he's very happy. I think that adds so much to the box. It makes it, I feel like, more presentable if that makes sense. And getting into the ring, the size of the ring, it's a decent size. 13 and a half by 13 and a half wrestling ring. 
It has elastic ring ropes. It basically says on the box, you can use the ring for any four and a half size wrestling figures. It makes sense that they would make this ring WCW Galoob wrestlers, even though they couldn't at the time. They put a ring out anyway and kind of said, hey, you can use your Galoobs in here. The box on the back is kind of plain. It's white. Very similar, again, to the Hasbro ring. You know, the color on the front, plain on the back. It's a really cool piece, Well, I mean, the... The ring, it's got a white base. It's got the gray corners, uh, the gray sides of the ring. It has the crowds on the side, you know, as like stickers you can put on opposite sides as the crowd, kind of like the LJN kind of style there. It has red, white uh, ring ropes. The turnbuckles are all blue. And in the center of the ring, it says Superstar Wrestling Ring, which is pretty cool. Basically a Galoob ring. But they couldn't say it was a WCW Galoob ring. Yeah, that was definitely what it was marketed towards. Prior to Galoob releasing their WCW ring, I believe that Toy Max wanted to get a piece of the pie. Wrestling was hot. Wrestling merchandise, wrestling figures were very hot in the 90s. They saw what Hasbro was releasing with their wrestling ring, and they wanted to actually just see if they could get on board with a piece of the pie, and they created this wrestling ring. I love the ring. As you said, I I think it's really interesting. You have a more angled design to this ring, which is really cool. It doesn't have those hard square edges. In the corners, got this gray angled design. There's a lot of texture in it too. Very, very textured as far as the molding is concerned. They have these fanned panels on the side of the ring. I guess the fanned panels would mimic a ring skirt of some sort but it's all plastic. And then you have pictures of the crowd like the LJN ring. It's really just a mashup of a lot of rings. You have the blue term buckles with the, it's actually red and white ropes. I don't think they could do the red, white, and blue, unfortunately, because of the Hasbro ring. There could have been a copyright issue there or something. I love the ring. I think it's a really cool piece. And the box art is really cool too. If you can keep this Min and box as we do here. Hashtag min and box for life, baby. I absolutely love the ring. I think this would be perfect wrestling ring for your galoobs. There's a lot of texture to it. This is a perfect wrestling ring also for any of those bootleg wrestlers in that Masters of the Universe style, whether they be Remco's or just generic bootlegs from dollar stores. So I think you can use this ring for a variety of wrestling figures around that four inch scale. Do have a question. You are an expert when it comes to pricing these things for the most part. Can you find them? I I haven't seen this ring in ages. And if you can find them, how much do they generally go for? If I had a guess, are you, you're talking like mint and box, box in great condition? Yeah, just, you know, in a, in a somewhat decent condition, you know. Open. I would say it's a little hard to price it. I mean, if you're a wrestling figure collector and you like to have everything you see, you're willing to pay whatever. But then at the same time, with the obscure characters on the front, you know, it's a Toy Max ring. I'd say, well, honestly, man, it could probably go anywhere from 150 probably to 300 bucks. That's a good assessment, Joe. Again, I don't know really... Where you're going to find so you know, one of these these rings. I mean, they don't come around very Especially often. Especially in that condition. Yeah, in a good mitten box condition. 
But I would agree with you about 150, you know, maybe 200 upwards of 300, depending on what the box conditions like, if it's open or if it's not. But these don't come around often. If you see one, you got to pick one up. If you don't like, but you love collecting wrestling rings and not only that, wrestling rings with box art. This is a must have. You got the kid on the box. It has really awesome generic wrestlers. It is just a fun retro box and ring to have in your collection. Yeah, for sure. And if you want to go back to the nostalgia a little bit, you know, we love doing that over here. I could read the little corner for everybody uh, that's interested. Top right on the back of the box, it says you control the action. Bring the exciting superstar action home with the superstar wrestling ring. Don't let your wrestling figure get caught in the body slam and go down for the count. Use the elastic rage ropes to spring across the ring to attack your opponent with the hard-hitting wrestling action. It's the action that causes the reaction. The superstar wrestling ring is made to hold the toughest wrestling matches. Get ready for the challenge and to become a superstar. And Joe, that's all you need to say. And you'll never forget the name. Toy Max Superstar Wrestling Ring. Look at this! Look at this! You talk about a house of fire, you're seeing it right here! All right, Joe. Wow. Look at this! Look at this! What do we got? We got the smoke, baby. We want the smoke. Yeah, we want the smoke. We want the smoke. And what are we going to do with the smoke? We're going to bust it open. Yeah, well, listen, I'm I'm pretty amped up, man. I'm getting ready to uh, to bust uh, some profits open. The street profits. And uh, wait a minute. Are you ready? Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm about to throw this laptop across the room. (laughs) Cut that music. All right, here we go. This week's edition of Busted Open, as you heard, is featuring the newly released... Mattel Series 108 Street Profits. I actually love this Mattel Basic Series. You got some heavy hitters in here. You got the Street Profits, Montez Ford, and Angelo Dogs. You got Alistair Black. You got AJ Styles, and I love that Chase AJ Styles, too. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, it's beautiful. I got it. I, I had to keep it. I, I thought I was, I was like, ah, I got to keep it. So anyway, and I got these Street Profits. They're actually up on eBay right now if you want to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, cheap plug for my eBay store. Anyway, getting back to the Street Profits. I absolutely love these two figures. This is the first time in the line. The head scans on these are amazing. They're fantastic figures. I'm not sweating. I'm loving it. We're getting profits. You're not profiting from this, Joe. I almost don't want to open them up now. The figures are going to go down now. You're not profiting. I I think we're going to... I don't think I'm going to open these. 
Joe. Hashtag. <laughs> what happened? This is that, but this ain't hashtag men on card for life segment. This is busted open, baby. I'm going to have to crack these, Dan. Oh, all right. Crack them <sighs> open for the listeners. <sighs> and here's the thing about it. The profits are going. There ain't no fucking profits after this one. Because you know with these basic figures, they ain't worth a goddamn... They ain't worth the money you spent after you take them off that card. I oh got fucking... God. Oh, my God. I got <laughs> basic figures from five years ago that I can't even give away right now. And they're, I'm talking big names, Joe. I'm talking about AJ Styles. I'm talking about Charlotte Flair. I'm talking about Bailey, Sasha Biggs. Ain't worth a fucking penny. You can't even fucking give them away. You can't even throw them in the trash. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You take them off the card. Oh my God. They're they're fucking worthless. They're worthless. They're they're even worthless on the card after five years. <laughs> anyway, we love these street profit figures. You got to do it for the listeners. You got to bust them open. Here we go. I will start off with Angelo Dawkins. His figure's pretty hefty, man. It's got a, it's got good good weight to it. All right, so here we go. You ready? I'm listening. Oh, he's ripping it off. Hold on, let me put my finger through the back. Oh, man, he's tearing it up. He's tearing it up. You All know right. what? We are we are going to profit from this because you're doing it for the podcast, baby. All right, Dawkins is off the card. The smoke is going on, baby. Dude, this figure off the card is fucking cool, man. Like you said, you know, you take these things off the card. Most of the time, they're pretty similar. But this uh, Dawkins figure, you know, the uh, the body mold on him, man, is fucking cool. Jeez, the head scan's right on. All new body mold. He's got what? He's got this the baggy shorts, right? Baggy yeah, so, shorts kind um, of thing. You know, going over the figure, the head scan on this is perfect. The hair looks great. He's got the headband, bandana kind of rolled over thing on his head. Uh, the Street Profits logo on the top. And it's not removable, which, you know, what a basic I can I can see that even though we the Velveteen Dream going back a couple episodes that uh, that headpiece came off. This does not. He has the uh, once again, going back to one of our previous episodes, he has a white shirt that goes over both shoulders because I can't say what it is. On here, I don't want to offend any people. You know what I mean? So, our, yeah, our buddy Ed, I'm giving him two plugs. Yeah, today Jesus. On his, Jesus Christ, dude, you got you got to hook it up, brother. I'm giving you two plugs today. At my hobby is better than yours on Instagram. Our buddy Ed is a law enforcement officer, police officer. When he was going through the academy, what they used to call these things, the correct terminology is athletic shirt. All right, so not a guinea tee? Not a GT, not a WB, an athletic tee, an AT. So Dawkins is sporting an AT with the uh, <laughs> <laughs> a white AT with the Street Profits logo uh, on the center. Going down, he's got the uh, shorts on, which is kind of a weird logo. It's kind of throwing me off a little bit, but I get it. 
you know, the Street Profits theme and, you know, what they wear. It's kind of, you know, he's got the white shorts, but the logo, the logo on it, I don't know. It's like a green and yellow something. I don't even know what the hell you would call this. But yeah, he's got some some deco. He's got some design on the on the on the shorts, which is kind of cool. Goes down to the uh, second part of his legs down here, the calves, green, and to top it off. He's got this. Once again, these colors are really weird, man. I don't even know how to describe them. This is like a pea, like puke green almost on his uh, sneakers. So that rounds out the figure as far as the attire goes. A little weird on the colors, man. The colors are throwing me off a little bit. But the figure okay. overall, it's hefty, man. It's nice, dude. Like, this is almost like an elite figure, as weird as that is. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of plastic here. He's a big boy. I have had two of these so far in my possession, and just even holding them on the card, it is a big figure. That's a lot of plastic. I mean, this is all new molds. All new molds for a first time in the line figure. New head scan. You know that head scan's going right on the elite figure. I don't think they're going to change a thing. They may give him a removable headband, but again, I think I think it's going to be on the elite figure. Really nice head scan, elite style. Yeah, exactly. The colors are a little weird. I'd have to look back. I'm pretty sure they wore this attire. I'd have to look back and, and really check it out. The colors are throwing me off a little bit, but it's a cool figure nonetheless. All right, so we opened up Dawkins. Now we will open up Montez Ford. You ready? I'm ready. You know, listeners, we're giving you a two for one today. I know. Jesus we were, Christ. I mean, come on. You're like, yeah, come on. Like, we're if, you're not, if you're not right. Holy if you're shit. Not, if you're not writing a fucking review, then I want $20. If you're not writing a review, get the fuck out. <laughs> I'm going to leave my uh, I'm gonna leave my PayPal address after the show. I want fucking $20 sent over to me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Bust it open, baby. Dude, honestly, Montez Ford, he has all the makings just to be a like a top of the line superstar, man. I really believe that. I mean, that guy is so fucking athletic. The shit he does in the ring is insane. The height he gets, his promos, if he breaks away from the Street Profits, which I think he will in the future, dude, this guy can do it all, I think. Look, it's sad to say it. And it's just reality, though. Montez Ford is the superstar. D'Angelo Dawkins is not. It's just, it's just like with Otis and Tucker. Okay? They're going to go off. They're, they're still getting paid. They'll get their money. But in reality, there's going to be a split, like you just said, and Montez is the better wrestler, professional wrestler at this time. So I agree. I mean, look, we, we love Bianca Belair. Right. I mean, God, I can't I can't fucking say I'm, I'm still I'm still thinking about I'm still thinking about the busted open segment where we busted open Bianca Belair. Now we're busting open Montez Ford and we're saying the same thing. Right. Cut from the same cloth, brother. I know it's crazy. Both of them, man. Both of them can be legit superstars. Um, Legitimate. They could be they could be heavyweight champions of the world. Oh, without a doubt, man. I almost get like uh, there's only one rock, but I almost get like he's in that he's in that like vein, you know, of like a rock type character. You know, he I feel like he could do it all. I agree. I think both of them could do it all. I think that he can be that rock style character. He needs to be a little more tough, gritty and less 
funny. They're doing the comedy act right now, which is great and all. He kicks it up to serious mode. This guy is going to be not a superstar, but a legend. Yeah, man. He's got all the he has all the tools for that, man. Looking at this figure, they're both another attack team. And uh, let me see how to put this. They're both awesome in their own ways. I think the uh, Dawkins figure is cool because the molding and the size of the figure, the head scan's great. It's like a towering kind of figure, man. It's like great. It looks awesome. Looking over the Montez Ford figure, same thing. Head scan is perfect. The fade on the hair is cool. The beard looks great. The uh, tattoos are very similar to like, uh, you know, like a basic kind of tattoos. You know, you just got the dark ink going up and down the right arm. Left arm is pretty cool. Tattoos, I feel like they nailed. And I think that's Bianca Belair on his left arm, which they actually did pretty good, man, if that's her. Pretty sure that's her. His tights, his deco on his tights look a lot better. Like the colors on the Dawkins was throwing me off a little bit. The colors on him, actually, I don't get that feeling at all. Right, right leg, you got the Street Profits logo on the thigh. Going down, you got the Street Profits logo, you know, the small ones in the green. Left leg, you have the same colors, but I think the green looks better on the Ford because it almost has like dark gold uh, mixed in with it, where with the Dawkins, it has like that yellow kind of mustard look, kind of throws it off. So this deco on this figure, I think it looks fucking great on him, man. Same thing, you got that like pea kind of color on the sneakers. Overall, well, for a basic figure, this Ford figure is, looks great. It's definitely better. The deco is better than the Dawkins uh, figure, but overall, man, this figure is figure's awesome. Yeah, I love these figures too, Joe. I, I did some research while you were reviewing the figure to our listeners, and I think this is from their 2018, early 2018 NXT run. I don't want to specifically throw a match out there, but it looks like they wore this white attire during January, February 2018 in NXT. I see them pictured here with the in a match with the Authors of Pain, where they have this kind of mustard gold attire that's white, the Street Profits logo and stuff. So I, I think it comes from there. I do agree. The figures are must-haves. They're first times in the line. They're doing an incredible job as tag team champions. So with that said, I'm not sweating. You didn't profit from this, but I think what happened was we gave our listeners another review of some basic figures that aren't very basic. They're actually really awesome. They're almost elite in their own right. I think the line doesn't get enough credit. I think they're improving it year after year. The head scans are amazing. I absolutely love these two first time in the line figures. So make sure to check in next week when we choose another figure or as in this case, figures to bust it. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready?
the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to And welcome to this week's main event, Joe. My God, I want to hear it. I want to like I can hear it in my head. Lie, I cheat. I steal. I, steal. I lie. I lie. I cheat. I, cheat. I, steal. I steal. I lie. I cheat. I cheat. I steal. I steal. Oh my God! So since since when? Looking back on this real quick, well, when did? a gimmick like that actually work where you're actually going to be a Spanish guy. That's going to say, I'm going to lie. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to steal lie, cheat and steal in the ring. <laughs> and it actually works. It actually works. And the crowd goes crazy. This was the last like a great, generic gimmick, you know, last great gimmicks, angles, whatever you want to call it in, in probably WWFE history. Okay, so we're in no way out 2004. We're in 2004 prior to WrestleMania 20. And listeners, if you haven't guessed already, we're going to be in this week's main event featuring the match between Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar at no way out 2004. The tagline for this main event, wanted for lying, cheating, stealing. Features Latino Heat himself, Eddie Guerrero. I don't know, Joe. I don't remember a time. Before we get into the match, we're going to address your comments right now, and it's going to be very simple. After WrestleMania 20, fucking WWE went to shit, okay? They've tried to do everything they can to get it back to what it once was, but they haven't been able to, and it's gone to shit, and it fucking sucks, Okay, <laughs> done. I'm done. I don't know if I'd go that. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I feel what you're saying. Uh, uh, WrestleMania, uh, tw- WrestleMania 21, 22, 23, 24. I, going down the whole fucking list. I don't even remember any of them. No, I don't need. I don't. I don't know. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 30. I don't care to know because it was that look fucking at, bad. If you look at 12 to 20, I mean, come on. You look at 16. You look at 17, you look at 18, fucking 19 might be my favorite. You look at 20 with that lineup. Then you go to 21. You're like, all right, hang on a second. You're like, wait a minute. And I kind of get that feeling, what you're saying. And then the rest, that's what I mean. I remember one through 20. I could tell you the matches. 21 till now, I can't tell you anything. I know Undertaker, I know Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Undertaker 25. versus CM Puck. Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. Daniel I could Bryan tell you that. versus uh, Triple, Triple H, Threat. Triple H in the truck. Right? Come I on. I guess 27, 28, 29. No idea. I don't remember them. I know the WrestleMania I was at fucking last year. You know, I. other than that, the product no is shit. That's why. And this, talking about greatest storyline, storytelling, gimmicks. I don't even want to call this a gimmick, but just who he is, who the superstar is. You know, this isn't a gimmick. This is Eddie fucking Guerrero. This is who this He's man like, is. He's like, I lie. I cheat. I steal, bato. Let's get into it a little bit. Let's. We got to get into this week's man event. So you're in Cali, baby, California. You're south of San Francisco at the Cow Palace. I have driven past the Cow Palace 
during my stays outside of San Francisco several times. You got 11,000 people in attendance. God, I want to go to the Cow Palace event. I, I hate the name of that. 11,000 people. It's a rich agricultural community, especially in the North Bay. You can only imagine why the Cow Palace is called the Cow Palace. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> 11,000 people. Eddie gets here by winning a 15-man Raw Rumble on SmackDown to get this title shot. This is really the culmination from his career because prior to this, he's coming back from addiction. He's coming back with his drug problems. I mean, great superstar prior to this too. I don't want to discredit any of his past work because he is one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. I love that meme. Like I said, it's like the prove me meme. I'm not into memes, but it's like, you know, prove this or something, or, or I don't know. It's this mean with the guy sitting at a table and that's what I want you to do. He is one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, but he finally gets his shot at the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world versus Brock Lesnar at no way out 2004. So wins this 15 man Royal rumble, the lead up to the match is what it is. I mean, you know, it, it's a bunch of back and forth. It's a bunch of, who are they going to position in this to get to WrestleMania? You have Angle. You have a lot of players in this whole thing. I don't want to go into too much depth about that because it really takes away from Eddie in this incredible match. 30-minute match. It was a fucking half an Iron Man match. Who goes 30 minutes? And this match doesn't even feel like 30 minutes when you're watching it because it's that good. It's a clinic. It is. Well, I mean, this match definitely stands out as far as Eddie's career, you know, uh, everything that goes along with that. So looking in on the match, uh, Brock hits the ring first as the champ. You know what happens when that happens. Uh Oh, you bam, bam. Uh Oh, we covered that a couple weeks ago. So Brock comes out first. He hits the ring. Eddie, Looks like the superstar that he really is. He hits the ring second in his uh, lowrider car. I think it's, I want to say it's a 1980 Buick Riviera. So, of course, he looks spectacular when he hits the ring. I mean, typical Eddie fashion there. Looking at the match, you know, as far as Eddie getting the title shot, it's almost like a redemption match about him being a drug addict, coming back trying to get the title, you know, top of the top of the food chain there almost comes full circle. And on commentary, you know, you have Michael Cole task calling the match with Michael Cole, almost shitting his pants, talking about Eddie, the crowd going crazy. The crowd just going ape shit. As soon as he hits the ring, dude, it's crazy. You know, you have Michael Cole and Michael Cole literally is shitting his pants because <laughs> he, he's got veins popping out of his fucking underwear head. Underwear everywhere. Oh my God, this is it. This is the redemption story. Ah! You know, like, I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You would think this guy was snoring coke like Tony fucking Montana. Tash should have put him in the fucking Katai Jamei. Right. <laughs> he wouldn't have even passed out. <laughs> he would have kept, kept kicking. I know. He would have kept kicking. Fucking T-bone, fucking head and arm oh test flex. Oh, my God. Give him something, man. And fucking Michael Cole back in these days. Like, I am not a Michael Cole fan at all, but he was so, he just over-exaggerated and over-accentuated things to a point where it was just unbelievable. And you're just like, holy shit, come on, slow the fuck down. So anyway, I digress. Michael Cole is going ape shit. And then the match begins and the crowd is 
firmly behind Eddie. I mean, this is an Eddie crowd. I know the demographic of Southern California is high in Latino population. Regardless of any of the demographics, they are just behind Eddie Guerrero. And you had to be. I was. I have fucking loved Eddie Guerrero. So the crowd is behind Eddie Guerrero, but you have the start to this match and it it's a David and Goliath match where Brock is very, very strong to start and probably midway through the match. But Eddie always is trying to fight back, which is what I love. It's like he's climbing this ladder. There's even a point where Brock drops Eddie on his head trying to do a power bomb, and it looks bad on his neck. It was just like, oh, but Eddie just keeps climbing that ladder. Brock buries him, buries him, hits him suplex belly to belly clothesline whatever it may be and eddie just gets back up he gets back up german suplex gets back up and there's really a pivotal point during the middle of this match where eddie gets control of brock he's landed into him a little bit he gets control of his leg he takes the leg to the outside wraps it around the post and bam just stiffs it across that post that knee that leg and that is the genesis of the leg injury which leads to him taking control i wouldn't say taking control but making it a more even playing field eddie starts working on this injured knee he's going for submissions stfs all this stuff but even when he does this brock gets right back up Boom, another German suplex. Boom, another German suplex. And then Eddie's back down, but he keeps getting back up. Then there's a pivotal point in this match. Brock finally goes for his finish. He's had enough of the little fly Eddie Guerrero. Goes for the F5, but when he's going for the twist on the F5, Eddie's boots hit the referee, knocks the referee out. And then here we come to our finish. Yeah. That was definitely a pivotal point, a pivotal point in the match. As soon as, you know, Brock goes for the F5 again, you're like, okay, is this going to be the end? Because a lot of people didn't expect Eddie to win this match. So when he's going for the F5, you know, he goes through the swing, ref gets knocked out. In comes, guess who? Goldberg, leading up to the match at WrestleMania 20. Anyway, Goldberg. 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 They're like, okay, they're like, okay, who's he gonna who's he gonna almost kill in the ring this week? It's, uh is it gonna be uh when he threw Ted DiBiase on his neck? Who's it gonna be? Oh God. anyway, so Goldberg comes in, refs down, spears Brock. Eddie goes for the cover after this. Brock's pretty hurt at this point. Eddie goes for the cover for a two count, ref is still down. Eddie tries to hit Brock with the title. Here's where he's like, you know, I'm going to cheat a little bit. You know, why not? Why not? So he's like, you know, time to start cheating. Brock goes for another F5. Eddie does a counter. This is one of the best ways to capitalize on an opponent of that size, I think. He goes to put him away. Eddie counters one of the greatest counters ever. The reversed F5 into the DDT onto the belt. So the belt's still in the ring. The referee's still out. He doesn't see Eddie do this reversal with the DDT. So then Guerrero climbs to the top rope. The fans are going insane. He deli- insane. He delivers the trusted frog splash. Got the referee to count the pinfall and pick up, in my opinion, one of the unlikeliest victories. And honestly, will to cement his place as one of the very best in-ring performers in the history of the company. Oh, uh, 
Joe, he's so... Now that I'm sitting, I'm getting a little emotional about it because he's so fucking good. He was good. so... He was so... Good. Fucking good. So good. He can make Ugh. any match. He can make anyone look good in that ring. It's so sad. It's so sad for all these people. We talk about it a lot. We don't want we don't want to harp on it. We don't we don't want to get down on it. It you definitely know? gives you goosebumps thinking about this down. match, you know. Goosebumps. I mean, God, I watched it twice and I, I had a, I watched it twice because not because I wasn't paying attention. I watched it twice because I was getting so emotionally involved in the match. Even sitting here and thinking about it and seeing the culmination of a career, pretty much perfection was just it was it's just very difficult to take it to hear what what went on and how it went on. It's just very, very touching. It's a very good story. And this match is just all about story building. I mean, we're telling you it right here, guys, guys and gals that are listening. It is one of the best matches, stories, telling a story, even during the wrestling of all time. It is an amazing match. I don't think on the Squared Circle Action Figure podcast, we've had a main event to this date, which is so emotional and so fucking fantastic. We talked about Warrior and Hogan, and we we talked about a lot of big, memorable matches, but this one is just amazing. And he does go to the top. He hits the frog splash for the three count. Just to end the night, he is celebrating with the fans, and you don't get this shit this day and age no you don't and the fans the fans had a real connection with eddie you know you could you could feel that man you know watching him perform and him winning the belt of what he came back for real life you know in a situation there beating brock lesnar right before wrestlemania which not a lot of people do with the lead up to wrestlemania the crowd was going nuts man they just really got emotionally invested into eddie more than a wrestler you know i agree with you because this is a quintessential working man story the trials the tribulations the working man he wasn't the biggest guy it's just such a feel-good story that people got behind and i don't think the WWE or WWF or whatever the hell you want to call it didn't recognize that. And they did at this moment, but they always want to hold that back. It just frustrates me. It frustrates me beyond belief to see them hold back superstars these days because they're not, they're a company first and superstar second. Nobody's a big star anymore. But anyway, getting back to Eddie, he's celebrating in the crowd. His mom's there. He goes up to his mom. His mom's in the crowd. He's just kissing her and hugging her and she's fucking crying. This ain't no Diana Hart bullshit <laughs> with the British Bulldog, Bret Hart. She had no fucking pulse. Oh, no pulse. This is fucking pure emotion here, man. And it just resonates. If you don't like this match, if, if you don't get emotionally involved in this match in a different way, you don't have a fucking soul. I say that a lot of times on this podcast, but you got to watch this match. It's one of the best of all time. I love this match. Eddie matches. God, it's so good. I mean, you think of Eddie matches. I liked a lot of his WCW matches. Of course, his Ray match, Halloween Havoc. You know, that's that's one of his matches, one of his best matches. I mean, you look at all his matches. You know, they're all pretty damn good. RVD, you know. You go down the list of all the Eddie matches he's had. Even the matches after this with JBL were pretty damn good. He's just a phenomenal performer, man. In and outside the ring, you know. He's just, I don't know, he's one of those characters, man. Once in a lifetime. I agree. Once in a lifetime. And so what we like to do at the main event, before we end our main event, is we like to choose two figures that best represent the match. And 
Talk about Joe. Talk about one of the best matches in professional wrestling history. You also have to talk about two of the best wrestling figures ever produced. Yeah. The figures we chose that best represent this match are from Mattel, the WWE Legends Series 6 Eddie Guerrero and the WWE Ringside Exclusive Elite Brock Lesnar. And I believe the Brock Lesnar is called Here Comes the Pain. I want to start with that figure because this is one of my favorite Brock Lesnar figures that Mattel has produced. It is amazing. It is from this era, which I absolutely love. The card is amazing. This is just an amazing figure, bro. I just don't even know, like, other than to say it's amazing, really how to describe it. This is his debut figure produced in 2013 by Mattel. He comes with the undisputed title. He comes with his traditional original Brock Lesnar shirt. You don't see that shirt often. No, you don't see that shirt. It's got Brock on the front. It's got the kind of skull insignia. Dude, I love, I love this box style, by the way. These elites. And I believe, I don't know what, these are like series 20, maybe. This is an old school elite. I think this was in like the series series 20 or something great box but oh man great box oh this is what collectible figures are all about (laughs) you know the beautiful box designs it's a flashback from the elite collection 2013 this is actually depicting him from SummerSlam 2002 which i actually attended when he faced the rock in the nassau coliseum and the crowd actually turned on The Rock and was pro Brock Lesnar. I was actually there, floor, by the way. And this is basically his his kind of debut where he won his first championship. But regardless of that, you could still use this. And we think it's the best Brock Lesnar that represents this early 2000s era from him. I love the box on this figure, man. I can't say that enough. The Brock figure inside, me, me personally, I don't like... Brock Lesnar figures in general. This one, I think it's the era, bro. Like you mentioned, you know, it's his first elite figure. When he held the undisputed heavyweight title, I liked that Brock before he left and came back. And I feel like this belt in a weird way just kind of fit him, you know, like him carrying the heavyweight title. Yeah, it fits him. But this undisputed title, I think of Brock Lesnar when I look at this title. Uh, not a lot of people like the design. They think, you know, design sucks on it. The belt's forgettable. I like the belt. So to have the belt come with the figure. And of course, when I think of the belt, I think of Brock. So to have both of those two things together in this package, it's one of the best Brock Lesnar figures, I think, to date. Gotta have it in your collection. If you're a big Brock Lesnar fan, it's his debut figure. I agree with everything you said, Joe. I absolutely love the title, the undisputed title. This is the first, I believe, back undisputed title we got. I wanted to talk about this figure first because both of these figures come with undisputed titles. And it's just a testament to the era in professional wrestling and the two superstars and the match we just discussed on the main event. So let's move to the Eddie Guerrero. And I got these in front of me and I just I'm very fortunate to have collected for a very long time to keep pieces in my collection i absolutely love keeping i don't like selling in contrast this eddie guerrero is everything that that brock lesnar is the packaging on the old 
school legends is classic. You have this clear bubble that's just beautiful with the legends logo. You have this wonderful artwork, which is actually taken from promo photos. And then they kind of drew over it. That looks just incredible. So Eddie's in the back of the card. You have his name in the front. You have him in his attire, exactly what he wore at the No Way Out pay-per-view in 2004. It's got the red tights. He's got all those logos on them. He's got the boots with the kind of fire and the Latino heat thing going on with it. And this also comes with an undisputed heavyweight championship, which is not backed, but it is in a matte finish, which looks wonderful. It actually pops to me more than the back title did. I love this figure. It's one of my favorites of all time. And it is exactly from that 2004 No Way Out pay-per-view match. While you were talking, well, I was uh, thinking about Eddie Guerrero figures in general. And uh, this might be my favorite Eddie Guerrero figure of all time. And thinking about Eddie winning the title, it goes with that No Way Out match. I mean, the whole package together, you know, could play a part too. But this is probably my favorite Eddie Guerrero figure of all time. I love the deco. I love the tights. I always love those boots, man. Those Eddie boots are some of my favorite wrestling boots of all time as well, man. So to have somebody the caliber of Eddie Guerrero in figure form, this moment in time with this match, with that gear, those boots, the undisputed title, legends, box, Eddie Guerrero. I mean, this, like you would say, this checks all the boxes, man. This is probably one of the best Eddie Guerrero figures of all time. Yep. I'm right there with you. Love the boot design. I love the fact that these legends figures, again, it's full about connection. Here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, we want reinforcement. We want connection. I just don't want a figure thrown in front of me. I want it to have meaning. I want it to hearken back, as I always say, to a time, a period. And that's what these legends do. Even the description on the back of this Eddie Guerrero Legends Series 6 figure tells you the story of the match. And it's just the whole package. It gives you everything. I pick that figure up. I go to the back of the card. I can read about the match. And it takes you back to a place in time. It's just amazing. We absolutely love both of these figures. We would recommend them in anyone's collection. If you're looking for a Brock Lesnar, that ringside exclusive is perfect. You're looking for an Eddie Guerrero. We think it's his best figure of all time. Before we end this segment, in the words of Eddie, can I uh, give one of the best Eddie Guerrero quotes of all time? Of course you can. To close this out? Yeah. All right. You ready? In the words of the great, one of the best ever to ever lace up the boots. Here we go. In the words of Eddie Guerrero. We are what we are. Black, white, brown, yellow. Point is, don't be ashamed of who you are, man. You want to call it stereotyping? Hey, this is me. Ole Vato. This is who I am. 
Take me or leave me. You don't like me? Turn around and look the other way. It's that simple. I don't think you could put it any better. With that said, that's the one, two, three on this week's main event. And don't forget, we drop these podcasts every Saturday. We are a weekly episodic wrestling figure podcast, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. And remember, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling. Podcast.